Today's episode is in honor of our dear friend, Carlisle. Thank you, Carlisle, for over 10 years of wonderful camping memories, and we look forward to a time that we can all see you again. Today's episode is also in loving memory of Terry Anthony Payne. Thank you, Paul, for teaching every single one of us in this family about the wonders and excitement of Indian Boundary Campground. Tennessee Roads, recorded in the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tennessee Roads Podcast, where we celebrate the past, present, and the future of all the towns and communities that make up the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tennessee Roads Podcast. Last month, we went on an incredible adventure all the way to Maggie Valley, North Carolina. That's right. We searched into the history of Ghost Town in the Sky, and after the episode published, we actually saw some news coverage that it looks like that property is again under new management, and they do have plans for the property in the future, but I haven't been able to really research what all of that is. So I will take another look at that and maybe uh, let you guys know what's going on as we get into the future. Now, as I told you guys last month, I would be taking the podcast on the road. And as you can hear from all the sounds around us, we are coming to you live, recorded live at least, from Indian Boundary Recreational Facility in Teleco Plains, just outside of Teleco Plains, Tennessee. Uh, and I am joined with some very special guests. We have three guests with us here in our outside studio today. I have my cousin Jessica. Hey, guys. And her bestest friend and longtime camping companion, Carmelite, I mean, Carlisle. Carlisle. Hey, guys. Carlisle. Carlot, Carmelita Jones. Uh, Just Carlisle. 45 different names. Yep. Yes. And we'll, we will, we'll definitely get into that and explain yeah. why we have so many names. And then in the background, I don't know if you <laughs> just heard that, but he made himself known. Jessica, tell him who our, who our special, special guest that is. perfect little angel, Baby Kaysen. Baby. Yeah. Baby Kaysen. How old's Baby Kaysen now? He is seven weeks today, actually. Whoa, really? Today? Yeah. Holy smokes. Look at that. Yeah. You know, when I was at work the other day and uh, I was telling my coworkers about how excited I was to go camping and to see the baby, they were like, wait a minute. This is the same cousin that like just had the baby, right? And I was like, yeah, it's been a little while. And they're like, you're taking that baby camping? And I was like, oh, you don't know our family. Like, yeah. We go camping <laughs> under any circumstances. We go. But just just so everyone is aware that the baby is staying in a fifth wheel air-conditioned camper um, with regular feedings and scheduling around the clock. We don't just hang the baby in the hammock and say, okay, fend for yourself. Um, <laughs> Finger swim. 
<laughs> yes, but um, so yeah, um, I've got these guys joining me today here uh, in our campsite uh, 88D on D-Loop here at Indian Boundary. Um, and we've got a lot of fun stories to share of things that have happened with our family over the years. All the bicycle accidents, the fun friends that we've made along the way, uh, all the fun trails or, or hikes around Trail Loop and everything. But before we get into sharing all those stories, I think that it's important that we take a moment to actually describe to our listeners what Indian Boundary is. Um, but before we jump into that, um, we must, as we have started doing, our small business spotlight. So Jessica Carlisle and any of her listeners who do not know, because I have not told Jessica or Carlisle what would be happening in this episode other than sit down and hit records with microphone. So our small business spotlight is an opportunity for us to use our platform here to celebrate the small businesses that are in and around the Smoky Mountains and that help impact our economy on a very local setting. Now, you guys are not well, Jessica, you are technically from here, but you guys both are from North Carolina, correct, Carlisle? Yeah. You are from now. Where yeah. whereabouts in North Carolina were you, did you were you raised? Um, so I guess Charlotte is the biggest like area people would know, but Mooresville is like okay twenty minutes from there. So like okay, so that's what is that Central North Carolina? It's a great question. Um, great. More we don't know. More Western. Okay, and you're. North? Are you northwestern, Jessica? Is that where you were from? Kind of. Okay. All right. I'm not a geography person. Yeah, I don't, don't know ask where me. I am on the Aren't North you? Carolina. Never mind. Um, <laughs> really? Now, you originally, you were born in the same community as me in the same area, but you moved to North Carolina when you were, what, three? Three, yeah. The, two days after my third birthday. Oh, wow. gosh. That seems so long ago now. I remember packing up that place. It's um, 20 years ago. But yeah, so you guys are not, you know, directly here on this side of the Smoky Mountains, but you're still a part of the Smoky Cherokee uh, Mountains, um, not too far. But uh, so what I like to do is celebrate the companies that help the Smoky Mountain economy. And so for today's small business spotlight is one that I've actually discussed on my social media before, uh, and it's called Backroad Home. Now, Backroad Home is a small company that is owned and operated by Tracy Payne and her husband. Um, they take not-so-perfect furniture and transform it into furniture that is perfect for someone, not in an effort to give it new life, but to improve its character and to give it purpose, because sometimes character and purpose is all we need to find that Backroad Home. Now, you guys can find Backroad Home on Facebook by just searching uh, Backroad Home on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and I have, will also be linking it to the Small Business Spotlight at our website at uh, TennesseeRoadsPodcast.com. So be sure that you guys check that out. Um, and then I will also be putting on the website this month a link to recreation.gov, which you can find more information about Indian Boundary Campground um, as we get to that later. So without further ado, I think that it is time for us to jump on in and start talking about Indian Boundary. Just 15 miles from the small town of Teleco Plains, Tennessee, is the place that most people call the crown jewel of the Southern Cherokee National Forest. 
Indian Boundary Campground and Recreational Area boasts a 96-acre man-made lake, a boat dock, accessible fishing piers, a swimming hole, almost 100 tent, camper, or RV-accessible overnight sites, a general store, and four modern bathhouses. For around 60 years, multiple generations of families have created memories around the glow of its fire rings. Built around the 1960s, Indian Boundary was a product of the U.S. Forest Service with input from the Army Corps of Engineers. Now many people have often wondered, how did Indian Boundary get its name? Well, in the late 1700s to the 1800s, the British and then Americans would set many Indian Boundary lines that would span the English colonies. This was kind of an agreement to keep colonists out of the natives' land and vice versa. However, the Revolutionary War brought outsiders to the Cherokee Mountains, and these outsiders would rob and kill many native and colonist homes. Now, this Indian boundary line would pass right through the White Oaks Flat area, which is where the campground sits today. If we fast forward to the mid-1800s to early 1900s, lumber companies would begin to lay railroads and create the first kind of road in the area. Now, it was not until 1960 that officials decided that a more reliable roadway was needed to connect Teleco Plains, Tennessee, to Robbinsville, North Carolina. And it wasn't until 1967 that funding was officially obtained and construction would begin. This would be seven years after the campground was built. It took 39 more years for the project to be completed and dedicated. The campground would continue to operate over all of that construction. By 1996, the road was officially labeled Highway 143, but everyone would come to know it as the Cherahala Skyway, named after the Cherokee and Nahala National Forest, which it runs through. Now, this area was known, where the campground sits now, to have clear streams, beautiful homes and farms. All of this would be built in and around the modern-day lake. Once the Forest Service would begin work, they placed a concrete spillway dam that caused the clear streams to flood the 96-acre valley. Now, there was a gentleman that lived in this area, and his name was Mr. Jones. His home would set where the modern-day bathhouse sits at the lake swimming hole. Now, the legend has it that he was a moonshiner and that he buried his fortune in mason jars around his home and that not all of those mason jars were reclaimed before he moved. Now, as that lake was being built, they also built campsite or camping loop A, B, and C. Many years later, they would add Loop D to the backside of Loop C. Now, they would also build an amphitheater on Loop B that would play host to fiddle, banjo, and mandolin players and would be home to Sunday morning church service every week. Camping Loop B was also the first camp loop to have electricity for every campsite. Now, in or around 1993, a strong storm would come in and would completely destroy the amphitheater. This was what most folks refer to as the tornado. Now, this is especially disheartening because my grandmother told me stories of how my 
aunt and uncle and father would go to the amphitheater and they had this ranger that taught my dad all about the forest and and the plants and everything like that and you know it was very sad to hear about this because growing up i did not have that opportunity to enjoy uh the amphitheater but to this day you can go in and see the remnants of the amphitheater there's not a lot there but you can kind of see the natural layout of the land and how it would descend where the seats would have been and there's random brick here and there but for the most part mother nature has reclaimed that area um, for her again and it was kind of sad because they never really rebuilt anything um, like that there isn't a general kind of meeting area now where people go but also, as you know, time has progressed, people have gotten less and less of doing things with strangers. Um, but you, you do still have that camaraderie at Indian Boundary Campground, which is nice. Um, now, as the years continued, there would see various improvements throughout the campground. As I stated, uh, Camping Loop B was the first loop to receive electricity, followed by Camping Loop A and then C and D. Now, around this time, they would also add the more modern bathhouses. Um, these modern bathhouses would have indoor plumbing uh, and running water, obviously. Um, but the water, they also had hot and cold now. Um, so there are two shower stalls per bathroom. The men's room has one urinal and one toilet. And from my understanding, I believe the women's bathroom has two showers and two toilets, obviously two sinks. Um, and then in the middle of the bathrooms is the family restroom, um, which is much smaller. Um, it walk in, you just have the toilet, the sink, the showers, uh, or shower, two shower heads, one regular height and one child height, and then a um, seat that can fold down from the wall. Now, the only bathroom that does not have this um, family restroom is going to be campsite or camping loop A. Their restroom is just um, much smaller uh, in all aspects. And I believe there's only one shower stall in um, A. Now, um, once they added electricity to all these sites, you know, it becomes a little more popular for people with RVs and pull-behind trailers. And um, so it was a nice addition uh, around 2000. Um but another amazing thing that they added in the early 2000s was the general store. Um, now, this was constructed or constructed and provided campers with just about anything that they always forgot at home. <laughs> um, very quickly, though, the general store became a new tradition um, for families to buy ice cream or grab a bottle of Jones soda and sit out in the swing and just enjoy the shade of the front porch. Uh, Pictures were pinned to the walls all over the inside of the general store of kids who caught fish or just kids having fun. Um, you know, my cousins and even myself at one point graced the walls of the general store. And um, over years, you know, the store has changed hands once or twice, uh, and it's now owned by a couple named Chad and Kelly. And I think they've done an amazing job of adapting the store to meet the ever-changing demands of the modern camper. I mean, not only does the store have all the things you could have forgotten at home for your tent, 
your lake needs, your RV needs, um, but they also carry, um, you know, ice cream and bottled soda, like I said. Um, but they have daily rentals of watercraft equipment. They've got women's jewelry and crafts made uh, by local artisans. So they've even branded the campground and the general store on social media and at local farmer markets um, to a point that the campground and the general store can carry their own merchandise line. Um, they've got T-shirts, um that changed just about every year. I know in 2021, uh, when we were there, or excuse me, while I'm here now this week, um, they, their shirts are kind of limited stock right now. And obviously that's because COVID-19 has really pushed the supply and demand and it makes things a little hard to get around. Uh, but they do still have some new shirts this year that I haven't seen. My personal favorite that I'm wearing today. Um, we all are actually is, um, camping where you spend a fortune to live like a homeless person um but they also have really cool slogans like i hiked uh indian boundary lake or i biked indian boundary lake um i would rather be camping happy camper um and and different things they also do have some bigfoot merchandise um it is believed that Bigfoot might have been spotted around this area. So um, they're really great, guys. The general store is open um, six to seven days a week, depending upon what time of the season uh, they're going. Their hours uh, can fluctuate throughout the years. I know right now it's the summer, so they're staying open later on the weekends or they're opening earlier on the weekends um, and they're open majority of the day. But you guys definitely check them out. Um, all you have to do is look up the Indian Boundary General Store on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that they are also located. Um, that I think they either do some craft fairs or they do farmers markets or some stuff like that. Check them out on their social media uh, and you can see everything that they have to offer. Really cool. Keep in mind... Um, when it comes to their watercraft rentals, they have, I believe it's a four-hour option for day-use users, and then they have a 24-hour rental for folks that are actually staying at the campsite. Um, it's really cool. Uh, don't call ahead, though. They do not reserve anything ahead of time. It is just first-come, first-serve, um, but definitely, definitely check them out. All righty, so, Carlisle. Yes, hi there. Hi there. Hi. This is, this is kind of a bittersweet moment for us. I know. So, this is going to be your last year, for the time being at least. That's, that's, what, we'll, yes. that's what we're going to label it. For yeah. the time being, this will be your last camping trip with us, because you're going to continue <laughs> to go on. And I know. Yeah. I'm going to cry. <laughs> uh, no, no crying yet. Um but you're going to go on to continue your education with a what? A, it's going to be a master's in occupational therapy. Hey, oh, look yeah. at that. Now, this is something you when did what year did you start college? When did you start all of this? So undergrad was 2015 and it, that took me five years. Um, and then I graduated that in 2020, 2020. 2020. And then um, <laughs> 2020. I tried. Well. Didn't get in the first time to OT school, so but the second time I got in. Wow. 
And so that's going to, that's going to, that's going to replant you, right? You're moving for this. Yeah. So the school's in Georgia. So that great state of Georgia. Yeah. I always, every time I, anyone, I ever hear anyone say Georgia, my mind goes to. A peach? No. <laughs> it goes to the Dukes of Hazard remake, the one with Jessica Simpson, mm-hmm. where I can't remember if it's Boss Hogg or the governor in that movie. He's always like, the great state of Georgia. But that's it's literally all coming. Oh, yeah, I know. Random. Um, but yeah, so when, when did you start camping with us? Do you remember? Do oh my gosh. You were, I, I think it was when we were 12 or 13. Yeah, it was so long ago that like I, it's been at least 10 years. My first like three Jeez. years here. I think the last probably like four or five years. Like I really like remembered those, you know, because mm-hmm. I got closer to family and stuff. That was down here. We I, weren't kids no more. <laughs> I know, because we didn't really like hang out with them, and we were not gone. when we were kids. We were, yeah, we were bike riding and at the beach all the time. So, oh god, the beach. The Do beach. you remember? I think it was just last year when we were all at the beach, and she had her hair up, kind of like she does now, in the little ponytail. But she would pull the ponytail down, and then she would push her hair forward, <laughs> and she'd be like, "I am George Washington." <laughs> Landry, she did that. She did that today. And you're um, how old? Oh my god. 23. <laughs> so you were what, 22 when we, you were you were pretending to be George Washington in the lake? Maybe. <laughs> Kid at heart, probably. Well, I mean, that's the best thing about this place is, you know, you've been coming for over 10 years. Yeah. You've been coming for, how old are you now? 23. So you've been coming for 23 years. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I've been coming for... I won't say 27 years because I want to, well, we haven't been coming this whole time because I want to say our families, like once or twice we've gone somewhere else Yeah. when you both of been, you and I were really young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but our family, you know, no matter where we would go to and try our families, we just mm-hmm. didn't like it. So we'd come back here the all best. the time. Yes. Um, so what would you say, what would you say is your fondest memory? What do you, what do you remember when you think I'm going to go camping? What is the one story that you think of? <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know. Oh, I think of like my little kid memories and then I think of like my teenager memories and then I think of like my early 20 memories. So like, which one? I love how she's not like my adult memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what adult is. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I remember our riding our bikes, we would... Yeah. Literally ride our bikes everywhere, try to find and pick up boys always. Oh, yeah. Didn't you sink? Oh, didn't you guys sink something? Oh, my gosh. You sank something. No, yeah, I flipped the <laughs> I Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was a good one. Let's see. What was that? That was, it was after Davis was born. Yeah. Um, and we were, it was me, my friend Bailey, and our friend Megan. Mm-hmm. So it was the, when, I want to say it was like the first year we camped on C&D Loop. Because mm-hmm. I was in that very first site. That was when the tent flooded the day before oh. Bailey went to take her driver's test. Yeah. And we like stomped into Graham's camper at like 11 o'clock at night, soaking wet. The tent had completely collapsed. Um, and we decided later that week, and Bailey had to take her driver's test the next day. She had to mm-hmm. drive down to, down to the bottom of the mountain and go all the way to Madisonville, I think, to take her driver's test. She got her driver's license, though, so that was good. Yeah. Um, but we had gone out on the lake, and it was, I was in the front... I was in the back. I was either in the front or the back. And then Bailey and Megan were in the other two seats. And I don't remember which one they were in. I want to say Megan was in the middle seat. So she didn't have anything to do. And out of the three of us, Megan is the tallest. 
So you've got short me and Bailey in, <laughs> on the ends, I think, and then tall Megan in the middle. And Megan wanted to be Switch in a different seat. I think yeah. I think she wanted to paddle, like she was bored sitting there. Yeah. So we got over to one of the alcoves on the far side of the lake near the grassy pier, like on that mm-hmm. side, but farther down. Yeah. And Megan got out of the boat just fine. And then Bailey slid back into the middle seat. And then I was like bracing the canoe <laughs> for Megan to step back in. So, and it was so funny because we were all bracing to the far side of the canoe. So when she got in and when both of her feet made contact with the boat, it pushed all the weight the other direction. So we're, we're bracing on the right side, but now the right side's coming out of the water and here we are pushing down on the right side to keep the the right from going under and then we flip the other way and we are completely in the lake and what's even worse is this was the the day after bailey went home to take her driver's test so she took all of her laundry home and washed it since it had got soaked in the rain and then here we were (laughs) back in the lake again in our fresh clothes And we lost David's little Hot Wheels cars. And Bailey tried to find him. There was two of them. She tried so hard to find them. (laughs) I do. Because the water wasn't that deep. um, Mm -hmm. And we couldn't find him. And it was so funny because Michelle was just like, oh, no, you lost his stuff. What is he going to do with his other 5,000 RC Hot Wheels (laughs) cars? So for like the next two years, Bailey proceeded to buy like the little Hot Wheels like set of eight cars. (laughs) And then she brought them. We didn't get to come the next year. And then I don't even think she was able to get them up to the campsite. I think she finally had to give them to him at like a family function or something. I don't remember. It might have been up here. Um, But, oh, God, that was so funny. Megan has never come back. (laughs) Traumatized. Um, I don't remember her. I can't picture her. I can picture her. She. What did she, like... This was... I know Bailey and... Oh, you can't picture Megan. Yeah. Megan, Megan was really, really tall, and she had long, dark hair. And I think Megan was only here for, a, like, two or three nights that week, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. She just her. came up uh, to stay, and then she took Bailey to take her driver's test, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. Bailey had that car, by the way, that she took her driver's test in. She had that car until we lived together in Knoxville, and then it was stolen out of her apartment <gasps> parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. Gosh. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Don't I wouldn't yeah, yeah, we lived in we lived in Briarcliff in West Hills. Um and we told the office of, Oh baby sneeze. We told the office about it and you know nothing ever happened. They found her car like three weeks later. Oh my goodness. And wow. I remember I think she was just like, I just want the shoes out of it. <laughs> I don't even want the car. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't remember and I'll have to ask her what happened. But anywho, so back to the campground. Yeah. Um but yeah, that was a fun, fun, interesting story. Um I think one of our greatest is the band-aids the matching boo-boos yeah we were riding our bikes i think we were like 14 like the thing is is we shouldn't have acted this way but we were like 14 years old and we wrecked (laughs) our bike or one of us was first and we got a boo-boo on our hand and then one of us wrecked after something like that i don't remember same spot same spot and we took a picture Picture? of it i remember we were on the back of somebody's (laughs) truck I think it was the back of Paul's truck. Someone was driving us to the lake, and so we took out like one of those old cameras, you know? Oh, yeah. That you can take like a digital camera and took oh a picture, gosh. and we posted it on Facebook, and we were like, matching, matching boo-boos. <laughs> <laughs> my greatest memory is of 
me and you when we had that camera and we would do like photo shoots oh like, my we would goodness. go around the loop and like pose with our bikes we'd be like lift your leg up and we'd be like okay now like pose your bike and find a tree and like right around the loop and then when you come over really i'll take your fast. picture and we did that and then we got chloe to <laughs> we brought chloe down to the lake and we were like take our picture we dressed and, like, up we like we straightened our hair up. put makeup on we had like, like our fancy tank top and jean shorts on like at yeah. 15 years old and we were like come chloe come down and take our pictures for us yeah and we that posed we on the so bench. Cool. Where are these photos? They're, They're on, Facebook. on Facebook. Oh, they yeah, are? We can find them. We can oh, God, I'm going to have to, like, They're so really funny. go through your Facebook. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We oh sat in the gosh. sand, and we put we were like, put one leg up and put, your, like, the cheerleader yeah. pose. Because yep. we thought that was, like, really cool. So we would put our leg up, and we'd turn around. and. <laughs> now, yep. Carlisle, were you a cheerleader? Yeah. Okay, so you both were cheerleaders. Okay, yes. all right. Well, then I guess we that makes together. sense. I thought you were just over here like, Carlisle, yeah. do the cheerleader pose. <laughs> no, and we were just talking, too, when we were at the beach earlier about when we used to come and, like, go in the lake and we would do stunts. And <gasps> Oh, yeah. Would do you, you remember a couple of years ago, two years ago, when you, we, we rented that stand-up paddleboard from the general store? <laughs> Hashtag shameless plug on the Indian Boundary general store. Check them out. They're really cool. Yeah. Um, but we rented that, and remember, you tried to do the handstand, oh, and you like face planted, that. and we had. I, I literally who need took to see that, that photo? Michelle really has fast. a video. Oh, it's a video. It's a video. Oh uh, you know what? I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can find that video, and if I can find that video, I will definitely be uploading it to the Tennessee Road that Facebook page when we when we do this. Seen. I thought I was still I coordinated enough. <laughs> Like, well, I mean, you had good form. I just don't think you were expecting the board to, like, fly out from under you because, you know, it's in water. So I could see your form now. I was like, <laughs> I, like, did a roll down the <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, God, it was so several years ago. It was us and I think maybe Chloe or maybe it was just us. I don't really remember. But we took, maybe it was Bailey. It was us and Bailey. And we took out the paddle boat, Dad's old paddle boat. Remember that? Oh yeah. We, we went over to the dam, yes. but we we made it to like the middle of the lake, yep. and then the back started to sink. We were like, so okay. then we like pedal really fast. No, what was it? We had floaties like the inner tubes. Mm -hmm. So then we had you like get out of the. Were you guys in the back or was yeah. I in the back? I think I got out, didn't I? And I think I, I think we like kind of flip flopped around, yeah. but we don't have that paddle boat anymore. And he got no. he, he got rid of it. Thank God, because I mean that was. Paddle, whoever invented paddle boats should get Remember a paddle we got to the face. In trouble on the paddle boat the one time. Oh, because we went too far. We went too far. We were twenty years old. Yeah, we were literally nineteen literally. or twenty years old. And, and mom was like, "You were too far." She to the dam. She came out and she's like, "You guys better come back." And we went towards the dam. And I was like so embarrassed. I was like, "A mom, I'm nineteen years old." You know, I have been on that dam. I've been below the dam. I've literally been like on the side of that mm -hmm. dam. Yeah. You know, and it's it's interesting that did you know? And and I just I found this, um, and I'm going to say this several times throughout this podcast. But there's a book by Joe Guy, and it's called The Indian Boundary Fireside Companion. And in that book, he has uh, so I want to say it's two chapters. Um, and I'm actually I have the book here with me. And I'll kind of do it. I'm not going to talk much about what's in this book because obviously you need to go buy the book. Uh, it's yeah. great. You can get it on like Amazon. If I'm not mistaken, it's still in stock at the Indian Boundary General Store. Um, so I would definitely go check it out. Um, but he's got. Let me let me let me see what it is. Um, and I'm going to completely butcher this, and I apologize. But it's called the 
um, Atagi, which is a Cherokee le- legend about like this uh, spring that uh, heals the wounded. Mm-hmm. And uh, through some legends, it's believed that one of those springs are what was dammed up to create the Indian Boundary Lake. Um, so I, um, you know, some Cherokee believe that Indian Boundary Lake has very spiritual healing properties to it, which I find very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is uh, chapter five is something in the water. And I'm going to butcher this again. It's called the Dequaw which is supposed to be this huge, huge fish that can swallow a man whole. And it's believed that he would have come from, like, the lake, or, like, Tennessee River, and then, like, up through City Co., and then into Indian Boundary before the dam was ever built. Mm -hmm. Because you guys know from the swimming area over to the grassy pier, Mm -hmm. there's a, it's over a hundred feet ravine. No At way. its deepest point. Yeah, I just found it out through this book. When they drained the river, this guy, this Joe guy, he was up here. And when they drained the river, it's huge. Like, it is extremely... So we never thought it was oh this God. deep. No. Um, so, they, yeah, and there's, like, giant tractor tires down there. And there's some culvert bridges that are still there from where that there were homesteads and stuff up here before um, that happened. Like, it was, it was crazy. Um, yeah. but That's new information to me. Yeah, I know. So this, again, you know, folks, if you guys ever do come to Indian Boundary, it's super important that you guys only swim inside those designated areas. Don't try to be an Olympic swimmer and swim across the lake. You know, don't don't risk yourself. <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> we've been fortunate that, um, you know, there have been very few drownings here at Indian Boundary. There have been a couple, though. Um, so it's always important to be sure that you are following those guidelines and regulations set by the campground and the National Forest Service. Um, but yeah, so that was interesting. I didn't know about those those folklores and, you know, the lake that beforehand. super interesting. Yeah. And, well, you know, one of my favorite things and things I've always explained to Bailey and other friends that I bring camping here is wait till we get out on the kayaks, the canoes, the whatever, and we're going to go all the way to the other end of the lake. It's going to be the, the hardest thing. You're going to be paddling against the wind. <laughs> but that view, looking into the water and seeing at some points, you know, it's one, two feet deep mm-hmm. right there. And then you go over those old creek beds and it just mm-hmm. turns into just this black abyss. Mm-hmm. And then in five feet, you're back in, in you know, two feet of water. Oh, goodness. Oh. Say hey, everybody. We were just talking. We went and took the kayaks out. And we were like, okay, let's not try to go all the way to the end this year because we we don't have it in us anymore. No. Like last year, we really tried and our muscles were dead. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and your arm's tired, you know. You're going to carry a baby all the time now. Exactly. (laughs) Then they should be strong, right? Yeah. I've lost so much muscle from having a baby, though. Really? Yeah. Like, well, I guess it could go both ways. Remember, you literally... We just a second ago we took the cats out and then we were trying to get my dad's truck bed down to put oh, the, yeah. and I couldn't get it and I'm place. ten million times stronger than Carlisle usually. You're right. <laughs> Not today though. She got the truck bed down and I couldn't and I was like, yeah. Oh. Bless it. Uh, let's see what else do we? I know there's plenty of things. You know, there was that. I don't know if you would remember. But long, long ago, when the general store was under different ownership, like we were still kids, it's probably 11 or 12, mm-hmm. and um, there was that girl, her mom worked at the general store, remember she fell off of her bike coming off the gravel there? Was she blonde-headed? 
I blonde or brown? I don't remember. I don't but remember. she was. They said even if, I don't think she was wearing a helmet, but they said even if she was, it wouldn't have helped the way that she fell. Um, and she had to. She had to have lots of surgeries and stuff. She fell right there in front of the host site on B. Oh uh, and I think that was, you know, we didn't witness that. I think we were at CityCo or we were we were somewhere, but we weren't there at that moment. Um, and I think that was probably one of the most traumatic or serious things mm-hmm. that yeah. happened while, while we yeah. were here, at least. I remember when we were, may have been before or after that, when the helicopter landed yeah. at the lake. Remember, yeah. that, was, that was the first time either, I think either of us had seen a helicopter well, land. Mm-hmm. It Why? was... Um, if I remember correctly, an older gentleman drove his car off of the road and into City Co Creek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is this is essentially this is a remote backcountry. We are, you know, you if you once you step off the Cherahala Skyway, there's nothing out here. Um, and City Co Creek has a road that runs along it and it goes all the way down into Vaughn or Tennessee. Um, so I think the closest hospital to here is. Sweetwater, which is back, mm-hmm. back up north. I don't. Do you know? Is there a hospital or anything over in like Robbinsville, North Carolina? I have no idea. I've been to which, Robbinsville maybe twice in my life. I don't know if this would affect anything, but if you're in Tennessee, you know we're in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. If someone has an accident, they're not going to take them across state lines, are they? I don't know. Can an ambulance do that? I have no idea. Neither do I. I have no you. Idea. I, I don't know. It's weird because you know, you like other countries. It's different, but mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know. know. I mean, that's an interesting do you thing. That one, something I remember all the time from being little was that one girl, and this scared the crap out of me. I used to want to always go around the lake by myself. Like I would be like seven years old, be like, "Mom, can I please just ride the bike around the lake by myself?" <laughs> and this one girl went and tried to do it, and she was probably my age at the time or something. But she got lost, and we she had like the whole entire campground. Looking for this one girl. Really? I remember, yeah. When was this? I don't know. I was really young. Oh my god! I think I might vaguely remember this because it um, changed my mind quick about wanting to go by yeah. myself. That's that's really weird. Now, um, you could always ask the ranger for help if you got lost. Where's the ranger? The ranger. Well, the ranger is yet again another one of those amazing folklores of Indian Boundary, but. It's a folklore that I'm not going to talk on because Joe Guy put it in his amazing book, The Indian Boundary Fireside Companion. Shameless plug yet again. But no, guys, seriously, like, um, you know, I I know that I said this earlier in the episode and I'm going to say it again. I owe a lot to to Joe Guy because um, when it came to trying to find research on Indian Boundary, it was so hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was ridiculously hard to find anything. You you would think, you know, it's a it was a public project, it's a public space. It still it was really really hard to find any information on. And fortunately, um, the Indian Boundary Fireside Companion gave me a lot of information that I needed for the historical aspects, things that our family, uh, you know, the host and other people. Uh, down at the general store, information that they didn't quite have handy or didn't know, I was able to pull that from this book, uh, which was really great. But yes, he has. Um, there's there's a lot in here of really really cool stories, and you know, just today I drove up to the hatchery and the waterfall, mm-hmm. and by doing that, we had to drive right past um, Spivey Cove Campground, 
which Spivey Cove is in chapter 16 of his book, and it's got a really cool folklore story and some other things in there. This is one of those ghost stories. Maybe I'll read it to you guys tonight around the campfire. Um, But I do believe that the dinner bell is ringing. I'm seeing family that was waving our direction. So I think we're going to we're going to jump to a a break. I don't have a commercial ad to play here, so it's just going to go silent for a moment and then it'll come back and we'll talk again. So we'll be right back. Good stuff. Bye. All right, guys. So we are back. We had a nice, lovely dinner break. Um, see, we had weenies and uh, peppers and onions and strawberry cobbler. What did you guys have? We had um, chicken dips. Peppers and, and onions, potatoes. mashed potatoes. It wasn't mashed potatoes. It was some mashed skin potatoes. potatoes. They had the skin on them. <laughs> and okra. mac and cheese. And oh yeah, and okra. And okra. there was something else. Corn. corn and fried, fried cornbread. cornbread. You know what I miss? What I miss that corn that we used to get from the garden. That, that Graham would cook, and then she'd freeze it. And we'd have, oh, God, that was so good. That was I've never, ever in my entire life had corn better than that. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't you were young. Do you remember Nanny's yeast rolls? Yes. Oh, God, those were so yes. good. I've got Is a friend that, that wants recipe? to try to, the recipe that's hanging on our kitchen counter. Yep. yep. I have a friend that's getting ready to try. They've been talking with Graham, and they're going to try to redo that recipe i love the ending of that recipe because it's this whole entire long recipe and the very last two words are just good luck <laughs> oh my God. i mean it, it make- says a lot of the stuff on there like you know it's like add the yeast but then it's like then it doesn't tell you what to do with the yeast it's just like add the yeast so yeah. it's an interesting i mean it's a homemade recipe from god the early 1900s so that's an old recipe there. It was a there. long time since I've had one, and I was really little, but I do remember them. And then they would, she would make them in a muffin pan, and they would look like, right? Yeah, they yeah. look like they were usually like two or three little things. Because mm-hmm. that was the thing was like you have to make them in a muffin pan. That's yep. like the only way to make them. Yep. Um, but yeah, well, that doesn't have anything to do with camping, no, <laughs> but <laughs> it's still good. Um, so yeah, so we're back. Um, we are on. Today's tonight is Wednesday night, so we've been here for a couple of days yeah. this year. Yeah. Nothing, nothing too exciting this year. Nothing, uh, nothing too bad. We had the volleyball game today, though. We did. How did that go? Really good. Really we good. Won. We lost. Yeah. Yeah. We were on different teams. Wasn't yeah. it like to fourteen, and then it was like to twenty six, and then it was like to thirty, and you still lost. Yeah. We the still losers lost. kept upping the point. <laughs> We kept being, oh, you were on the winning team, the weren't you? Jessica winning. was on the losing yeah. team. Yeah, I was on the losing team. They were like, team. let's go to 20. Let's go to 30. Let's go. We still lost. That's funny. It's okay. Well, let's take a few moments to discuss some of the, I guess, traditions that we've had over the years. Um, and first, we have to start with the favorite one, the Big Rock. The Rock. City Co. So, Carlisle... Yeah. You've you've been to the rock. You've been with us when we've been to the rock. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Indian Boundary is really close to City Co Creek. Um, it's got a a road that runs from up right here at Indian Boundary all the way back to Vaughn or Tennessee. And um, we typically will go up. We go over the top of the mountain. We come right back down. And as soon as we get to the river level, if you turn to the right, uh, you cross this like. I call it the sunken bridge because I feel like it sinks every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's this big concrete bridge. And when we were younger, 
Do you remember we used to be able to get on floats and we could float under the bridge through yeah. the drainage tunnels? Mm-hmm. We but would it's like, make dams to make sure there, that the right? water would. Yeah, you've done it before. Yeah. Yeah, which you know, it's it's actually it's really bad to move rocks in the river. Yeah. We so I wouldn't recommend it. We were kids back then. Yeah. You know, we didn't know. We didn't know river um, rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've seen the occasional snake over there. Yeah. But you know, the last like Ooh. couple of years that I've been, I've not, the water, I don't know, the water's just, it's weird. And it's like, you can't fit through there. And I thought at first it's like, oh, maybe it's because we're adults now. But it was like, no, because I remember my dad used to do it yeah. when we would go, We, yeah. you know, everybody would flow through. But so this little spot of the river had a nice little like, swimming hole it was a nice deep area and so then there was the rock so jessica tell them about the rock the rock is this big i don't even know how many feet up it would be but it was this big rock that you can climb you pretty much rock climb with this little rope all the way up to the top and then you have to kind of go through this little trail to get to the top of the rock and then you can see down where you're supposed to be jumping and you just i mean you literally just jump off the rock and it's like the best ever it was and it's not that I mean, it's high, but it's not. I mean, I would it's say not, it's like what fifteen tw- to twenty high. feet, maybe. Maybe. I don't even know if it's that high. But um, when we were younger, and we used to come with our, what I like to call our clone family. So we had our grandfather had, I think it was his first cousin. It was a cousin, um, and it was really funny because. It was like our grandparents were the matriarchs of our family. And then his cousin was the matriarchs of their family. Mm -hmm. And then they had almost a clone copy. They had like three kids and like six grandkids. And our Mm -hmm. family had like three kids and six grandkids. And we would all go there and we would sing. What was it? That stupid song by Gwen Stefani that had just come out. The B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Oh, my God. I forgot about it. Yeah. And every. uh, Yeah. And so um, their family was predominantly girls. So they would sing that song. And then our family at that time was predominantly boys, mm-hmm. you know, three boys and two girls. And I think yeah. theirs were like six girls and two boys. Yeah. Um, but then as like the years went on and it was it was like, you, you don't jump from the rock anymore. It's too dangerous. It's too. I was scared after the first time I jumped. I mean, we did it a few times. And, and as we've yeah. grown older and we were able to drive, we've gone there a time or two. But it just, I don't know. I don't know if it's just as we've grown older, it changed. But I was very, um, didn't know danger when I was little. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I know. And it was like today I, I go out and it's like I see four snakes and I'm like, no, no, I no. Know. But before we would have been like, oh, my God, let's go over. Oh, you missed it. While you were getting uh, pajamas for the baby or whatever you were doing, we were sitting here and we were playing with all these effects on the microphone. And then these two like freak out because something crawls down over here. And I'm thinking it's like a coyote or a wolf or a baby bear. No, it was a darn filled mouse. Filled, filled mouse. And it had crawled under that little plastic over there. And Carla, I was like, let me see, let me see. And I'm like, not from this side, because I don't want it to run towards the tent. <laughs> so it finally, it ran back up that little retaining wall and, and went away. But mm-hmm. it's enough wildlife for the year. I've seen snakes, salamanders. I saw a coyote today. No that's the first time I've ever seen, I think it's a coyote. or Because it was, well, I thought it was a fox. And it was right out at the main sign, mm-hmm. the Indian boundary sign, right there at the road to City Co. Mm-hmm. It just ran across the road when we was leaving today. It was weird. Um, anywho. That was, that was crazy. Um, so let's see. What are other traditions that we've had? Um, s'mores. 
Oh, always s'mores. I'm about to go make mine after this. <laughs> yes. So what what kind of s'more is your favorite s'more? Um, I am very traditional s'more, and I make the best s'mores. No. no one no one can compete with my s'mores. Very golden brown, perfectly, you know, toasted. <laughs> Through the middle and chocolate, maybe even some extra chocolate and two graham crackers. But I also do like replacing my graham crackers with Chips Ahoy cookies. Oh. But I don't do it often. Now, Carlisle, do you remember what my favorite kind of s'more was when I was a kid? Yes. What was it? Just a plain s'more. And what was a plain s'more? A chocolate. Piece of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, a piece of Hershey's chocolate. That was the best. It's still my favorite. I actually will eat the marshmallows raw. I don't like to. I don't like to cook them. They, they they just get too mushy. And then our family, my mom bought these jumbo marshmallows this time. I mean, they're huge. They're literally the size of my fist. Oh my and then I saw the ones that um, they bought down there, and they're like square. But I have those been... ones are tough to to roast. You have to be careful with the more the square ones because they're they're like compacted or something. They're made different, mm-hmm. so they one they burn easier. So oh, you have okay. to be careful right. with them, but Note's they do taken. turn out good. If you know what you're doing, they turn out really good. All right, you heard it right here, folks. Square marshmallows are not better, even though they're the shape of the graham cracker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pretty much if you need some more lessons, just come to me. I will teach yeah. you. Because even our cousin, they, my cousins will never tell me that I can do anything until it comes to making s'mores. And they're like, oh, I guess you could do that. That's the one thing you can do. I mean, you can have the stinkiest feet of everybody. That is true. At That's least a, Paul would have said that. Yes. The stinkiest feet of everything. Um, let's see. What else do we have? There's oh there's so much. I mean, there, there's... Our food. Yeah, I know. It's All one of those food. things where it's like... it. There's just so much that we do as a family now that we've sat down and we're like, okay, let's talk about it. It's like, mm-hmm. what do we do? Yeah, food. That, that's been a big incorporation. Mm-hmm. So when we were younger, we had fish fries. Mm-hmm. And that was like the big ticket item. That was uh, our cousins, uncles, grandfather. They would all go out and they would fish um, throughout. The, oh, Jesus, bug. Um, they would all go out and fish throughout the year and then they would... Um, freeze uh, did they freeze fish no i think they would just go like uh, shortly beforehand and then we'd get up here and um we'd have a big fish fry typically about halfway through the week now this was also back like we used to camp in in july we used to camp around july 4th we used to camp on your birthday Mm -hmm. and now we typically do june and um you know as my our two cousins got older they started working and it was harder to go fishing and then our uncle and our grandfather could still go but that's only two people fishing and then our uncle bought a smoker mm-hmm. that changed the game it did changed because the game. that's when we sm- switched over to smoked pork mm-hmm. ham bacon the best. just about every meal i would say out of the seven days we're here this smoker is used at least four. Oh yeah Oh, yeah. So, because it's incorporated in breakfast mm-hmm. and the suppers, and well, dessert? No, well, no. I don't think there's do been a smoke dessert. Like... Carla, I'll get closer to the microphone. Okay, <laughs> let's move to the middle. I want to hear your voice. There you go. Good. Yeah, okay. this is how we record three people with only two microphones. It's okay. It's okay. We're <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it. Um, ooh, talk about the bathhouses for a minute. So Indian Boundary, as I said earlier, had upgraded uh, to four modern bathhouses. So you've got a men's restroom complete with two shower stalls, one toilet, one urinal, two sinks, a handicap stall in the middle, family restroom, 
which has one toilet, ADA accessible shower with bench and one sink. And then what's it look like in the women's room? I mean, same. There's two showers. One, it's like the really big one that, and then one is a smaller one. Mm -hmm. And then, but I mean, you just have your bench and you shower and then there's two stalls. Yeah. And all of them, one big stall and one small stall. I started to ask, are there two toilets? But wait. You don't have a urinal in your bathroom. No, no urinals, only toilets. So. And the water is always really hot. Oh, my gosh. Which is amazing. Well, when. Okay, so here brings the big debate, because a lot of people will tell you, especially before they got the new bathhouses, that you knew when people were taking a shower because you could hear them scream. Because the old showers, from my understanding, the old shower houses used the same water that would come out of these wells around the campground that we used to fill up our water jugs. So that was cold, pure mountain water. No. So what time do you all typically go to take your showers? We go, we go late, late at night. Usually about like 11. Usually, okay. That's about the same time I go. I'll go like 11, um, anywhere from 11 to 1 a.m., just depending on, you know, like tonight. Oh, God. My computer said that it was one thirty in the morning, and I panicked. But I realized it's because we're out of service. <laughs> um, that <laughs> oh it does it. We're out of we're out of Wi-Fi, so it doesn't know what time it is. Um, let's see what time is it now. It is. It should be about eleven. Ten. No. Is it? Oh my my everything's dead. No, I don't. It's, it's ten o'clock. It's ten o'clock. Yeah, okay. It was nine thirty. So the the thing that I think I like the most is it's never there's never a line. There's enough people. Well, that's no. They have their own bathrooms. Probably look if you look around at the campsites now. I'm the only person in our family that camps in a tent. Everybody else has campers, pull behinds, RVs, and if you look around, you know, especially you, Jessica, we know the types of campers that you see in here, the types of families that are here, are completely different from when we were kids. Mm -hmm. Back in those days, you didn't use the restroom in your camper you didn't shower in your camper and now that seems to be the only thing that goes on is these people come in with these huge huge rvs like the rv that we saw earlier in the week and i literally thought it was going to run everything in its path over i mean it was huge you could probably probably had a washer and dryer oh you're talking about the one that left yesterday (laughs) um yeah that's right because that lady was that lady was walking and we saw her and she had she's the bun she had the bun on her head. We called her the bun lady in the bus. Bun lady in the bus. Uh, if you hear this bun lady in the bus, hi. We love your RV. It is beautiful. Now, I personally would never camp in something like that because it literally looked like it looked like Dolly Parton's tour bus. Um, <laughs> I, and it, what's, what's, what's crazy is, you know, around sunset, you know, they had their blinds up. So as you walk by, I mean, you can kind of see inside. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. I've been inside Dolly's bus before for a previous job that I've had. And <laughs> that thing literally looked like Dolly, Barton, Dolly Parton's <laughs> tour bus. That thing was so nice inside. And I personally, that that's just too much oh for me. Um, you know, I grew up in Stan and Grandma Paul's camper, which was a... Was it a Dutchman or it was, was it a Dutchman? A, it was a Dutchman. Their last one, no, the very, very first one, or the one that the last one that that, they that one across the street from us right now, our cousins. That's yeah. a Prowler. The Dutchman was, I think, it was a Dutchman. Uh, yeah, I think so. And it was a, it was a standard. I think it was twenty five, twenty six feet in length. Mm-hmm. Um, had a bed, had a bathroom mm-hmm. that only our grandmother used. Mm-hmm. Everyone else used the other thing. Um, we were able to use the bathroom in it in the last last years it was only a number one bathroom not a number two bathroom um 
But there are a lot of people coming in like that, and I'm just like. And you know what's funny is you mentioned the prowler over here because that's one of my favorite things about us and our family is that prowler has been through how many families <laughs> so far? It belonged to our grandparents, and then it went to their middle son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it went to their son, mm-hmm. and it'll probably go to theirs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it may go to their son. It may go to someone else. But I know that they will try to keep that camper in. If I remember correctly, uh, if I remember the way our cousin told me, that camper was made in eighty. And was purchased by our family at the, I believe, in 81 or at the end of 81, early 82. Mm-hmm. And it's been in our camper ever since then. And if you think about it, this campsite's only existed 20, 20 more years than that camper has <laughs> been in existence. Probably less than that because, you know, the way it it says earlier and in, in, like I found... No one really has the opening date for the campground. It's just around 1960. So no one, we don't have the, the concrete date that this opened. So who knows? It may be like only 17 years older. Right. It's crazy. But um, yeah, and, and I love it. You can see all the all the love and care. And the canopy that's on that camper yeah. is either, I don't think it's the original. I think it may have been replaced once or it may be original because it matches the color of it. I don't know. I know her cousin said that it is time she wants to she wants to put a new canopy on that one. It's getting a little old, but I mean it's it's just it's been nice to see that and always have that here and have all the memories of camping in there and and all that. Now I know our little cousin, the baby, their baby, has broken the toilet. They can't, really? they can't use the toilet in that camper. It, the valve doesn't open. I didn't hear about that. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The little one, he, he he did something and he broke the toilet so it doesn't work. So that, that's that's always fun. Um, let's see. What else? Is there anything else before we wrap up? Um, Carlisle? Got anything? This is Carlisle's last year. Yeah. yeah. What is your... What's your what's your advice to someone who's never been to Indian Boundary that wants to come camp at Indian Boundary? Um, leave your phone at home because you won't have signal. <laughs> and some people are not like used to that. I think just grab it. That's that's it. That's your that's your word no, of advice. No, <laughs> no, no. Stay as far away from the stinky man as possible. The what? <laughs> Bring a flashlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring a flashlight. You're in. You're in the dark. Jessica, what would you? What would be oh. your word of advice? What were you about to say? You had a good say, one. Yeah, I was gonna say just eat whatever the heck you want. Yeah. Calories and don't count. Calories don't count. Don't think about it. Just shove it in your face. Have you? You guys have seen the shirt that I'm wearing, right? The yes. This. So I got a yeah. shirt this year from the general store. Hashtag shameless plug again. The Indian Boundary General Store. Um, but my shirt says it, uh, camping where you pay a small fortune to live like a homeless person. I love it. I do too. But you know what I think is, I think it's Indian boundary is the perfect mix between like roughing it and camping or glamping mm-hmm. because I would mm-hmm. not like you talked about, you wouldn't want to stay in one of those huge RVs. I wouldn't either, 
and because I wouldn't want to go glamping with like a big swimming pool. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. those kinds of campgrounds. I don't feel like feels like you're camping when you have like a playground and a swimming pool and all that stuff. I don't feel like you're going actual mm-hmm. camping. But then if I were to have to like, I mean, you stay in a tent, but if half I were it in a tent, if, if I didn't have like an actual, like if you had to go in the woods and find your own and set up your own and all that stuff. No, I couldn't yeah, do that. So no. this is like literally the perfect mix. And it's nice. Like you talked about not having signal. Yeah, it gives you a break from It gives you a break. You don't have it to is. Have and we're not that far. You know, we're just, yeah. what, is it two miles up the mountain to Turkey Creek Overlook? Check your phone. That's all you have to do. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I've had my phone on me more now this year because I've had a baby and I take pictures and then I have to have the noises on my phone that go mm-hmm. off. But so that he can sleep. But, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but usually you turn it off and throw it away and you never, and it's so nice. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that's been my favorite thing is not having to have technology. I mean, obviously, I'm using technology right now to record this, but this is something that we wanted to do with this podcast is be able to go on location. Um, And it's been nice to be able to have electricity available to us should we need it. And I mean, I use it for, you know, lights at night and refrigeration. Exactly. You have what you need. (laughs) Yeah, that I can be out here and be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, we see people that... We see folks that rough it. We see folks that come in here on motorcycles or in just a regular van. They park it and then they pull everything out of their van and they don't have canopies. They don't have that. I've seen people sleep on just a sleeping bag on the table. I mean, that's brave. I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes panicking that something's outside the tent. But these people literally will sleep on a table. I wish I could do that. I wish I was, I wish I was outdoorsy like that. Eh. Eh. <laughs> eh. We're, we're a happy medium. Yeah. I like it. Well, Jessica, Carlisle, I want to thank you guys for coming on. I think that, um, this will be a great stopping point just to go ahead and end everything because there are some s'mores calling your names. And I think there is a nice dark walk to the beach to look up at the stars uh, under our names. So Jessica, Carlisle, thank you guys for coming on. I'll let you take a moment to say goodbye. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for listening to us. You're welcome. Oh my gosh. One more thing we have to talk about before we go. What's that? lot. <laughs> Carmelita Jones. Yeah. Around the world. What? Where did this happen? Where did that come from? Where did you get all these nicknames? It started like with Jessica's brother-in-law. Like that was one of the names. He called me like Charlotte. It started as Charlotte. And then um, like Jessica's like cousin, maybe somebody in the family. I think it was my my brother. Uh Yes. Yes. Dylan called me. Charlotte. No, no Charmine. Ch- Carmine. 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 Eventually mixed them into Michelle. Charmine. Yeah, Charmine. So those are names. And then Michelle called me Carlton. <laughs> and then. Carlotte. Someone named Carlotte. Carlotte. Someone started Carlotte. Carlotte. I don't know. And then I called you Carmelita Jones. Carmelita Jones. Because what was that? What's that game that Carmen San Diego where the. She's, you know, the, the spy and she dresses all in red. Oh. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yeah. And then I was like. Yeah. Carmelita Jones. Where in the world is Carmelita Jones? There are viewers out there that'll understand this reference, even though you don't. Yeah, it's been every name under the sun. Our family starts with a C. 
has literally taken Carlisle in as like, yes. uh, like I'm pretty sure they would they consider you more of the family more than me. Yes. Oh, I actually, I remember yeah. the family saying, oh, Jessica, it's fine if you can't come camping next year as long as Carlisle's here. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally, isn't it? It's like, if you're not bringing Carlisle, you're not invited. And yeah. so I think that's why I had a baby because I just knew that exactly. you couldn't come next year. So I had to have like a way back in. <laughs> well, good job. You did it. <laughs> I just want to remind you that this does not exempt the two of you from doing chores because you still didn't clean after supper Tuesday night. You guys were gone. So you guys had the next big breakfast. The next big breakfast, you two are washing pots. I'll wash wash the baby. You got to clean the pots. I don't think I've held the baby more than 10 minutes the entire time we've been here. I think I've held him once. Other than that, like all the ants are like, baby. Here, let me have them. I swear, every time I get them, it's like 10 minutes later. And I mean, I'm not complaining. (laughs) Bless. All right. Well, um, Jessica Carlisle, thanks again for coming on. Folks, thank you guys for tuning in to this month's episode of Tennessee Roads. Uh, Keep an eye out next month. I think we're going to be running an interesting story about one of the most notorious murders to ever happen in the city of Knoxville back in the 1960s. So all the way from... Indian Boundary Campground folks. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next month. Until then, stay safe and stay educated.